Chapter Twenty One of Making Fate by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twenty One. Give me what I need. Theoretically, Marjorie Edmonds knew a great deal about conversion, yet when it came to the practical, she realized that her knowledge was very unsatisfactory. The words repentance and regeneration had been as familiar, all through her childhood, almost as her own name. The catechism of her mother's church was ABC to her, so far as mere words were concerned, but she had not understood their meaning any better than Ralph Bramlett had the meaning of the Lord's Prayer. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, was one of the familiar verses which floated through her mind. What did it mean? She had believed on him all her life. She knew that he was a reality and a savior. But she knew also that she was not saved. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness was another verse which came and stood before her. That, indeed, she had not done. She had put his claim deliberately from her too many times not to be sure of it. But how did one seek? and how long a process was it? It ought not to be very long, she reflected, because there was that faithful messenger who might come. What was there to assure her that he might not call for her that very night even while she slept? People did die so. She had heard of more than one instance, and that recently, of sudden death. No, she was not frightened. She was not in any sense of the word a coward she did not suppose it very probable that she would be called to die before morning she was simply like a person of common sense she told herself looking at the possibilities besides she did not want to wait for long processes she wanted to settle it now oh marjorie won't you think about what i asked you glyde had murmured as she clasped her hand for good-bye that afternoon there had been no opportunity for further words but marjorie had understood glyde had not known what she had been through nor how certainly she would have to think about these things this evening but surely they required more than thinking about she felt very far away indeed from christ felt as though some tremendous change ought to be wrought within her before she would dare intrude upon him yet this was not in accordance with her theoretic teaching it must be however something like what people meant when they talked about conversion but how did they get it she looked for her bible with a vague feeling that it ought to be able to point the way she knew no better where to read than ralph bramlett had done but she had no idea of starting with the first chapter of genesis she had not yet learned how to find christ in the old testament and it was christ she wanted she opened it at random and read jesus answered and said unto him what wilt thou that i should do unto thee the blind man said unto him lord that i might receive my sight jesus said unto him go thy way thy faith hath made thee whole and immediately he received his sight and followed jesus in the way the story though perfectly familiar to her sounded new for some reason it touched the fountain of tears and they began to gather for the first time in many days how short it was that prayer 
shorter even than the one she had offered for the dying woman and how instantaneous and complete was the answer immediately he received his sight and followed jesus in the way was she ready to follow him certainly she would be she thought if she only knew what following meant in her case if any man will come after me let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me this verse her eye rested on as she turned the leaves was she ready to deny herself but deny herself of what the cross yes she had a cross and it was heavy but the lord jesus christ had nothing to do with it so she thought it was altogether a human cross and she was bearing it alone if there were another to bear for him she would be almost glad of it but she did not know how to find it if he were here so that she might speak to him as the blind man did if he were out on the street she would go this minute in the night and the darkness and hurry until she caught up with him then what would she say lord that i might receive my sight yes that would do it was what she wanted such mental sight as would enable her to understand his ways in which she wanted to walk would he say to her go thy way thy faith hath made thee whole perhaps faith was what she needed yet she believed in christ still she owned to herself that she did not believe could not make herself believe that he really and truly cared for her as an individual that he would pay any attention to what she said why should he there was nothing in her to win his love nothing about her that he could enjoy it was inconceivable that he would be willing to hold intimate companionship with her day by day yet if he should it would make all her life different it is that which i need she said aloud and sorrowfully i need to be entirely different to be made over but after all that is pure selfishness i do not suppose he answers selfish prayers i suppose i want him because i am so utterly tired of myself oh i don't know what i want nor how to do any of it the words of prayer which she had repeated so often that afternoon recurred again to her if that was prayer it might answer for her as well as for the dying woman god have mercy on me she might say and give me what i need she sat and stared at the dying fire and the ashes of the treasures which she had committed to it for several minutes longer then rising slowly knelt before her chair and laying her head wearily on its cushions repeated the words of which she had been thinking o oh god have mercy on me and give me what i need for christ's sake he who knows the uttermost need of the human heart could tell better what that prayer meant than she could herself long she knelt using no other words not repeating those again not praying consciously simply waiting she was not even thinking there seemed to have come a lull in her thoughts presently there came to her the memory of a little old book hidden behind finer ones on the library shelves its title was how i found the way it was an old-fashioned book and its language was quaint and queer at least it had struck them so 
she and ralph had laughed together over some of its phrases but the title was suggestive perhaps it could point the way for which she was seeking she wished she had the book there had come to her an overpowering desire to have this matter settled she felt almost afraid of putting it from her again something she was almost tempted to think that it was some one was saying to her soul now is the time why should she not go downstairs and get that old book the door was closed between her mother's room and hers as it often was during these days her mother must be sleeping she could go so quietly as not to disturb her besides it could not be late she had come early to her room if her mother should hear her it would be a commonplace enough explanation that she was in search of a book not giving herself time for further thought she softly unlocked the door and slipped down the heavily carpeted stairs match in hand she meant not to light the gas until she reached the back parlor but the back parlor was lighted and standing before the bookcase open book in hand was mr maxwell he turned as the door swung open and spoke at once miss edmonds i hope i have not frightened you your mother gave me permission to mouse along these old books of hers i am in search of a quotation of whose authorship i am not certain miss edmonds i hope you are not ill can i serve you in any way for he could not but note her extreme pallor and in her eyes was a new look of whose meaning he could not be sure he came towards her as he spoke and instinctively placed a chair for her she did not look able to stand i came for a book said marjorie taking a sudden resolution but perhaps you will do better than a book there is something that i want to know if i can help you in any way be sure i shall only be too glad to do so he spoke with exceeding gravity something in her tone and manner indicated that what she wanted to know was to be met with utmost seriousness she dropped into the chair he had drawn toward her and sat for some seconds looking straight before her into the fire which still smouldered in the grate saying nothing mr maxwell she began at last that woman who we saw die this afternoon she was not ready to die was she no said mr maxwell she was not ready to live therefore of course not ready to die the claims of the lord jesus christ had been pressed upon her many times and she had put them aside for what seemed to her more important matters yet miss edmonds we have so wonderful and so merciful a saviour that i can but hope and believe that he had pity for her ignorance and sympathy for her sorrows and heard that eleventh hour cry of hers and took her to himself i am sorry that one so young and so unused to trouble as you are should have been suddenly thrust into the midst of such a scene i know that it cannot but have made a deep impression but i hope you will not let it wear upon your nerves it isn't that she said quickly i am not nervous at least i have never supposed that i was i don't think it is because i am nervous that i have come to the conclusion which i have to-night perhaps it is simply common sense mr maxwell i want to know jesus christ to have a personal acquaintance with him such as glyde douglas speaks of 
i want him for a friend a burden-bearer her voice trembled a little as she spoke those last words but she hurried on apparently in fear that she might be interrupted i suppose i want what people mean when they talk about conversion but i do not know how to get it i have been reared in a christian home by a christian mother who tried to make the way plain the terms which people use in speaking about these matters have been familiar to me since childhood but some way they seem to be all words they do not convey any meaning to me the bible says believe on the lord jesus christ and thou shalt be saved now i have always believed on him there is in my mind no shadow of doubt as to his existence and his power and his love for that matter but i am not saved and i am conscious that i am not what is there for me to do are you sure that you believe on him if you do will you not follow his directions that is precisely what i want to do i am telling you that i do not know how the very first step to take is unknown to me give yourself to him miss edmonds she turned quickly and looked at him out of earnest troubled eyes mr maxwell how can i do it i do not understand he is not here not in visible presence how is it possible for me to give anything to him that is figurative language of course but it does not express anything to me what does it mean miss edmonds will you give that handkerchief which lies in your lap to me she glanced down at the square of linen then back to his face with a most surprised look after a moment's hesitation she said yes of course but i do not get your meaning she picked it up however and reached it forth to him he took it with utmost gravity thank you he said and then he wheeled a chair near her and sat down miss edmonds he said in passing this handkerchief over to me were you not conscious of a distinct act of your will you could of course have denied my request could have said distinctly no i will not give it to you or saying nothing could still have denied me instead you consciously deliberately passed it from your possession into mine now what i want to convey by that illustration is the thought that there must be a conscious effort of the human will in this transaction between the lord jesus christ and yourself he asks for yourself your power your strength your love your allegiance in short all that is comprised in that term yourself now you can refuse him you have the power you can do so deliberately with a heart determination or you can do it by putting aside his claim treating it with indifference allowing yourself to forget all about it or you can consciously and deliberately declare to him that you now from this time give yourself into his keeping to be directed guided managed it is as deliberate an act of will as it was to pass over your handkerchief to me do you get my thought in part she said after a moment's hesitation but not entirely after all to give one's self means to give one's affections and i cannot make myself love any one can i no you cannot but the lord jesus christ can 
that is his part your part is the surrender it is not a matter of feeling but of decision you might have disliked to give me this handkerchief you might not have had the least desire to do it yet you might have obliged your will to perform the act the mistake which we make in dealing with religious questions is to suppose that the matter turns of necessity on a question of feeling i admit that there is likely to be more or less feeling at such a time but not that it is to be taken into special consideration if there is an honest deliberate intention to give one's powers to the lord jesus christ to be known henceforth as his servant to wear his colors as it were to walk day by day in the paths which he directs to do as fast as we understand it his pleasure we may safely leave our feelings to take care of themselves he on his part is pledged to take away the heart which does not feel for him and give in its stead a heart of flesh the divine part of this matter the regeneration is something which we do not understand it is something which the lord does for us in his infinite love and infinite power but our part is very plain we are not to make ourselves love him we are not to wait until we do love him it is part of his infinite condescension that we are permitted even to say to him that we are not conscious of any love for him in our strange hard hearts but that we have resolved to serve him and he will hear us and accept us and ratify the covenant the marriage relation which is so often used as an illustration of this matter is not complete in all its parts illustrations rarely are in every true marriage the heart has passed over into another's keeping before the vows are taken but in this marriage between the lord jesus christ and the soul he accepts the vows even though we are not conscious that love goes with them because he can control the human heart when the will is given into his keeping and he knows that the love will follow am i making my meaning plain yes she said i think so it is something of that kind which has troubled me i did not feel sure that i loved anyone i don't think i feel with my heart at all it is just my judgment is your judgment willing to make the decision and leave the feelings to him there was not an immediate reply to this question and after waiting a moment mr maxwell continued it was once my privilege to work in a series of meetings with an old and eminently successful minister of christ and i remember and have occasion to do so with deep gratitude the form of covenant which he used it ran in this wise i do now upon my knees in thy presence give myself to thee i do this honestly intelligently deliberately for time and for eternity are you ready to make such a surrender of self as that marjorie had removed her eyes from the smouldering fire and was looking down she was still silent for several moments then she raised her eyes to his face and spoke slowly i believe i am mr maxwell if i understand myself i think i am in dead earnest i have thought about this matter before of course but never as i have to-night i may say that i had reached the decision before i came downstairs 
i came in search of a book which i thought might show me the way to do it but i think i understand you perhaps better than i should have understood the book still i am not satisfied i feel mean it seems to me that i am taking all and giving nothing there is nothing in me for christ to love i do not know how it is possible for him to love me i am selfish and hard and utterly hateful yet i cannot help wanting his love and care the tears started as she spoke and dropped slowly down on the hand with which she suddenly covered her eyes yes i know that is what we bring to him utterly unworthy of his love selfish we seem to ourselves in our very longing for it unable it seems to us to do a thing for him in return yet he waits for just such gifts as these pledges eternal love and care and begs us to accept the gift may i kneel with you now miss edmonds and will you give yourself to him while he waits her answer was to rise and drop on her knees a moment's solemn stillness then her voice clear and steady repeated as nearly as she could remember them the words which mr maxwell had given her especially were the tones distinct and slow when she repeated that word deliberately and those other words for time and for eternity amen said mr maxwell then he followed with a few earnest words of prayer commending this newcomer to the special and tender care of the covenant-keeping lord she remembered long afterward how earnestly he asked that her heart might be so filled to overflowing with the love of christ as to make all other loves seem unnecessary as they arose he held out his hand to her with a grave smile it is needless to try to tell you how much i thank you he said for letting me be a witness to this compact i feel that it means solemn business not only for eternity but for time and there is a sense in which that is more important to us now than eternity it is our opportunity for service i am sure there has been a worker received into the army to-night god bless you and grant you the joy of harvest i have no fears whatever in regard to that matter of feeling i hope you will not allow the enemy of souls to torment you concerning it you will love the lord jesus christ with a supreme and all-controlling love as soon as you come to know him better a woman like you who admires what is beautiful and good and pure cannot help loving him it is only because your interests have been absorbed elsewhere that you have not settled with him long before he walked with her to the door and held it open for her to pass it was at that moment that the sound of the doorbell pealed through the quiet house. End of chapter 21